Hey, have you ever been on the job hunt? We are Jobs Across America, connecting you to thousands of jobs you can apply for today. Listen in for new job opportunities and gain practical strategies on how to obtain them. Welcome to another episode of Jobs Across America. I'm Brianna Strobel. And I'm Jean Paul Renard. And today we're going to be talking about dealing with a tough coworker. JP, this is a tough subject. This one's a tough one, Brie. <laughs> this is a tough one. This is even difficult for me to navigate. And I know that when we did some of the pre conversation prior to the podcast, you know, we were even, our, even I was really struggling with kind of building the tools and the practical tools that you could use. And dealing with it, so I think we're gonna, you know, take a take a stab at it. Um, and I would love for the audience to provide us some feedback and some ideas on how they manage this as well. But but I do have a lot of experience like you, and I, I'm ready to share them. Yeah, yeah, I even have experience like friends have come up to me, family members have come up to me like, what do I do? You know, I'm in this tough situation, and a right. lot of times what I find is um, is you know, it's not only someone that's tough to deal with, maybe they're, they're loud or prohibiting you from concentrating or, you know, whatever it might be. Oftentimes they can be connected to the leadership in the company, which adds a layer of difficulty oh, to yeah. the situation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that it's a good point you bring because let's define this a bit. Okay. Because I think that there's two roads to take depending on the definition of what we're talking about, the difficulty. So, if we're talking difficulty that a person is physically harassing you, emotionally harassing you, those kind of difficulties, you need to immediately report. So you need to go to whoever the superior is within the environment, go to your HR department, and ensure that you're communicating what's going on. So that requires immediate action, and you should do that unapologetically because yeah. no one should have the ability to harass you both emotionally or physically in, in a workspace or in a professional space or in personal space, never, you know, nevertheless, a, a workspace. I think what we're going to focus on is talking about potentially in a, a co-worker that their ethics are in the right place and maybe even their heart might be in the right place, but they're difficult, right? They can be difficult in the fact that they're very distracting, maybe because they're loud Maybe sometimes they do say some things that are fairly un inappropriate, but not necessarily crossing a line. How do you address that? Yeah, or maybe they're the, the lazy type that you feel like they're not pulling their weight. Oh, that's you a know? great point. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. They're not harming anybody, but they're also not helping anybody. <laughs> right, and maybe the, and, and it's impacting your work. Yeah, yeah, because right? you, you're not necessarily the boss. You can't, you can't say whether or not they're supposed to be there, but how do you deal with that? Right. That's what we're going to address. Right, okay, that, that's a really, really good point. So how coworkers affect your job satisfaction um, is probably a topic to talk about briefly, uh, like, you know, your quality of life, right? Your productivity, like what you're talking about, right? If mm -hmm. it's affecting, if they're not pulling their weight and it's affecting your ability to hit your, your objectives. Remembering that you don't have to be best friends is, is, is something you had highlighted on our sheet here which is a really, really important point. You know, I think we've made that point in several podcasts that it's great to have coworkers that you can be friendly with. It's not always the best idea to become the best of friends with your coworkers. You know, if that happens organically, great, you know, but you know, your social life is your social life and your work life is your work life. 
And sometimes keeping those, those two things separated is not a bad idea. Yeah, so try, trying to keep your personal life out of it, if you're doing that, it's, it kind of comes down to your decision-making skills on, okay, you know, if I do put my personal feelings aside and they're not, they're not, I don't want to be best friends with them. <laughs> right. So it doesn't matter that I'm not getting along with them. If, if I can live, you know, if I can just exist in a professional environment, um, you know, that might be one decision. The other decision might be, no, they're legitimately implement, impacting my work. <laughs> right, right. So kind of like you have to have your own decision-making skills. Obviously, everybody knows their own environments best. So Yeah, no, that's a really, really good point. Yeah. Um, you, you have written down here also focus on positive values that bring to the company as a whole. Can you Can you define that a little bit further? Yeah, so like... I've had friends come up to me with the problem like, okay, I'm in a, uh, a retail setting, you know, and I'm like, my friend is a super, super bubbly person. They're like just happy-go-lucky. They want to be friendly with everybody. They want to chit-chat as they work, you know, and, they, and they're good at getting their work done. Now, there's another person who is like serious face. They don't want to talk to you. When you ask them questions, sometimes they ignore you. And, but they do get their work done. Right. So sometimes recognizing like, okay, this person is not a good uh, friendly match for me. <laughs> right. But let me look at the value that they're adding to the company. You know, maybe they have a way of putting their head down and not getting distracted by customers. And that's good for the company. Right. Like trying to get past your own feelings with it and understand like, are they bringing positive value? Okay, I understand now. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Right, so that kind of goes back to that same main point that you don't necessarily have to like or be the best of friends with someone yeah. to be able to share a work environment uh, cohesively yeah. with one another. Does that sound right? Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. So determining legit concerns and how to bring them up um, is is something you had written down in your sheet, and I can tell you that that is probably the most difficult part of this whole thing. Are we concerning to your point behavior? Are are they close to the boss at the company? So is there something? Uh, is there another an additional relationship that you have to navigate through and potentially the complaint? Um, so I thought that maybe we can talk about some practical solutions on how to manage that, you know, because our, our podcast is, is not only about bringing these topics up, but also about what are the possible practical solutions that we can provide in order for you to consider, for our audience to consider, to apply yeah. to solve that problem. Yeah, practical and creative, because sometimes like when you get so stuck on something that's annoying... <laughs> yeah, you're like your mind just focuses on it, and you don't <laughs> want to think of another solution. Like your creativity brain just gets shut off. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> it's not fun. So we're gonna be the creativity for you guys. <laughs> yes. So some of the creative solutions um, that you and I have spoken about in the past is is it is it viable for us to potentially move, mm -hmm. right? So if the person that we're working with is just kind of distracting, right? They get their work done for the most part, but they're just distracting. Maybe it's time to, to relocate, right? And move desk somewhere, right? And maybe having a conversation with somebody who can help you make that decision or who allows you to do that 
in, in a gentle way to say, I just find the environment a little distracting for me and I'm trying to hit these milestones. Mm -hmm. uh, would you mind if I move down the hall or in this other, uh, in this other office? It, it's potentially a, so, uh, a, a creative solution without necessarily having to have a difficult conversation. Yeah, and it's non-confrontational because you're not trying to change anything about them. You're not trying to move them. You're trying to move yourself. Right. And, you know, who's going to get mad about that? Like, right. <laughs> I, think, I think that the difficulty there, Brie, is that you don't want to be perceived as passive-aggressive. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when, when, when employees bring up problems and they go, look, I'd like to be moved, for example, the boss that they're speaking with might interpret that as passive-aggressive. Like, all right, you're telling me that there's a problem in my department, right? And... You're just not, you're just raising your hand to say, look, I'm out of here. Yeah. All right. So when you're communicating back to the boss in regards to the change that you want to make, whether it is, hey, I want to wear earphones, you know, and nobody wear your earphones in, you know, in the, in the environment, I'm going to be wearing earphones, right? Because I stay more focused that way, or I want to move my desk is to stay really positive. Yeah. Right. It's not about who's right or wrong. But it's about solving a problem, right? So you approaching it, it's it's the the way that you approach something mm -hmm. and how you approach it. I always recommend that you approach it in a very positive way so that it's received in a positive manner as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And not to come across as complaining. You know, nobody wants an exactly. employee who's complaining, complaining. If you put it on more as... I'm, I've started getting distracted easily lately, so, you know, will you fund the purchase of my headphones, or will you move my desk here, or maybe will you shift my, sw um, shift my shift, Shoot. switch my shift. <laughs> <laughs> Can I work nights when nobody's here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that doesn't stand out as your problem. Well, no. you know, you never know. If you're, know. if you're in retail, you might of be able course. to switch shifts. Of course, um, of course. But if you put it more on that... and. They might receive that as, okay, this is a cool person, you know, they're still willing to work with everybody, but they right. might be more aware. They might be more attentive as to what's going on outside right. of their office door. Right. That's a really, really good right. point. So I, I know that I have had many employees come to me and say, you know, they're being distracted by someone or, you know, that the environment at times isn't what it needs to be. Um, and I've had to go out and have some really difficult conversations from time to time. Um, and I've had to think about those strategies so that I'm not offending one party or another and I'm creating an environment that works for everyone, right? Because I do understand that everybody's got their personalities, Yeah. right? Everybody's different and I don't want to change people's personalities. I want to make sure that there's, a, there's continuity and peace within the environment so that everybody can work cohesively together. Mm -hmm. So I typically approach that, again, very positively. Um, and I try to find the common ground. And I also try to make sure initially that there isn't a underlying issue, mm -hmm. right? So I try not to just snap to judgment. There isn't an underlying issue that I'm, you know, that I potentially need to uncover. Yeah. And in that sense, like, you know, maybe if, if one of your employees approached you, direct, approached you directly, yeah. if, it, if it comes to the point of that, it's another creative solution. Like maybe go to your your manager or your boss and say hey um i just wanted to ask you if you will have a few words with this person maybe encourage them to be a little bit quieter during these hours i think that it'll come from more of a level of respect coming from you than from me 
and was just wondering if you could have a few words. That, right. that most of the time that'll be received well. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree with you. I agree with you. So in the times that you believe that it may it may not be received well, how would you handle talking directly to a coworker? Would you go directly to a coworker and and have that difficult discussion? You know, man, that's kind of based on emotional judgment at that point. I have right. before, to be honest with you. Yeah. I felt that I had a manager that wasn't a very good leader to be honest with you and I didn't feel that they would do anything about it if I if I brought anything to their attention and it was an open floor plan like we were all just working together like there was no walls <laughs> there's nothing right so um there was a case that I did you know approach one of my coworkers and just say hey you know this is really bothering me like this is distracting me I just wanted to make you aware because I didn't know you know if you knew but Right. I think we can do this and this to get along together. Like well, it's always positive, right. like you said. Right. Uh, bringing up a practical suggestion. Right. And um, and yeah, just keeping it friendly. You know, yeah. I I never try to seem aggressive at all. With yeah, that. I think that that is the the important piece on this, Bree. It's 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 all about your approach, right? If people feel like they're being attacked, they're not going to respond. You know the way that you want them to respond. Yeah. But if you if you approach them in a very human, caring way saying, look, I'm not trying to judge you or trying to change you. It's just that these things that are occurring are really distracting and creating a problem for me. So how do we find a solution for that? I mean, I just want to make you aware of it because it's affecting me. Yeah. Um, I think people in general receive that well. Yeah. Then, hey, you're distracting me. Can you stop doing that? Yeah, yeah. Right? And, wait, and, and waiting for the right moment. You know, I would recommend exactly. That's not, a good point. not doing that at 8 in the morning. I'm a morning person, but most people aren't. <laughs> um, I would also recommend not doing it in the heat of the moment. Like, let's say you're really frustrated. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just march over there right now. Like, no, don't do that because yeah. you won't, you won't be able to communicate well. Yeah. Like, wait for the next day when you're cooled off. You know, wait till you're super level-headed and. Yeah. You know, you've had yeah. your coffee for the day or whatever. Yeah. No, it's a great point. I would say yeah. Timing is important. Yeah, timing. It's super important. So. I know that, you know, I'm, uh, as you know, I'm an avid reader and I read a lot of different books around like different skills and life skills, business skills. There was a book that I had heard about quite a bit. I haven't read it yet. Um, it's called Difficult Conversations, How to Discuss What Matters Most. And the author, I think it's like a, it's a group of authors, Douglas Stone, Bruce Patton, Sheila Heen. Um, and... Um, I've heard that that book is really good. Uh, is that right? Did I get the authors right? Yeah, uh, Douglas Stone, Bruce Patton. Uh, yes, and Sheila Heen. Sheila, Shayla, Shayla, Heen. Sheila Heen. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I've heard that that book is a really good book to help these kind of the life skills of having these very difficult conversations. I've always thought about reading this book. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do that, especially in the fact that I have to have a lot of difficult conversations all week long. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we are out of time for this topic today. It's been a difficult topic, but <laughs> I don't know if we've resolved anything. <laughs> we handled it. We handled it positively. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> the, I think the underlining uh, thing here yeah. is is be as positive as possible yeah. and try to find be a problem solver rather than a complainer. Yeah. If you can do it, if you can approach it that way, I think you're going to find yourself more than likely to solve those problems in a positive way where it's beneficial to you. Yeah, and rather than just 
up and leaving the company, you know. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes trying to solve these problems is a, is a good boost of um, morale for yourself, honestly. For sure. And confidence in yourself. So. For sure. This has been another intriguing episode of Jobs Across America. We're so appreciative that everybody joined us. I'm Brianna Strobel. And I'm Jean-Paul Renard. And we will talk to you guys next time.